Hey, I'm Max. And I'm Cade. Hey, Cade, didn't some kids make fun of you the other day at the playground because of your wardrobe? Yeah, I was wearing some pretty disappointing clothing, so uh, in order to step up my style and compete with the kids, I went online to onceuponatea.net. For those of you who don't know, Once Upon a Tea offers you the chance to support artists and their designs on things such as men's and women's apparel, posters, blankets, tote bags, coasters for beer drinkers like myself, and a whole lot more. Every week they offer brand new designs inspired by movies, TV shows, video games, and more. They're giving us the chance to save you 10% while shopping at onceuponatea.net by entering promo code RAGCHU at checkout. That's promo code RAGCHU for 10% off. Support independent artists and, of course, the podcast by shopping at onceuponatea.net. Now, let's jump into the episode. Welcome to Rag Chew. And if you're as curious as a kitty cat as I am, make sure to go follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Rag Chew Podcast. I'm Max, and I changed my password to incorrect, so whenever I forget that the computer will say, your password is incorrect. That's actually pretty smart. It's genius. Genius. But hey, uh, I'm Cade, and uh, yesterday, I accidentally swallowed some food coloring. The doctor says I'm okay, but I feel like I've died a little inside. I died. God bless (laughs) (laughs) Honest. Okay, so I was thinking of one. Um, so can you say the beginning of it for me and I'll fill in the blank, like Mad Lib style, what I was thinking. Absolutely. So, uh, I accidentally swallowed some food coloring. The doctor says I'm okay, but I'm feeling blue. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. That's actually pretty good. I, that's what was going through my head. And then you said, I think I've died. And I was like, wait a minute. He threw me for a loop. (laughs) I I don't know why. (laughs) <laughs> died like died the colors for those out there who were still uh not quite caught on <laughs> if you haven't caught on yeah I think you have a problem spell it out for you just where english bit. is not your first language and that's okay that's a, that's also podcast. okay yeah absolutely i work with this fellow who's from peru and he still works on trying to get like the english jokes and uh sometimes he'll like can you spell it out for me like just walk me through because he loves you know, he learned to speak English pr- mainly from watching TV. Yeah. And uh, and so sometimes he likes when you spell some some things out for him. But he's a, you know, he's a good joke teller himself whenever he, you know, he can get the context going. So it's always <laughs> pretty entertaining. But that's what made me think of that. I'll say, you know, actually fun thing that you said there is that a lot of people, they learn their English from TV, which is quite interesting. And I think that's a very smart way to do it because in all reality i mean that's where you can really i guess learn it the best because you constantly hear it all the time and it forces you to kind of learn it my right. um mother-in-law since she um came to the states and she basically pretty much only knew spanish when she came to the states and she told me how she learned was tv doing the same thing and what she's told me is she was like watch in order for me to learn spanish better Watch TV in Spanish, but have English subtitles. Because um, that'll kind of teach you and processes what you hear the words. You'll see them. But she was saying, eventually, after like two months of consistently watching it, shut off the subtitles. Because your brain will eventually just start sticking to the subtitles and only reading those. Versus actually paying attention to the sounds. So I was like, interesting. And then she yeah. also said, 
watch English TV, but then watch it with Spanish subtitles. So it kind of does the same thing. Like flip it around after a while. Correct. Because then it kind of gets you to see the words and you kind of see what they look like. And then you kind of start, I guess, feeling it out. But Spanish, obviously, you can't do that if you are watching English TV and you've never seen Spanish before in your life. You're going to be like, I don't know how to pronounce this stuff. <laughs> that's also very true. Yeah. Yes. But I'll say, I think it's really, really smart. I was like, wow, like that's a really efficient way, I guess, of learning English. Yeah, I mean, who needs Rosetta Stone? That's expensive. <laughs> well, didn't you see, did you see during the pandemic, they were offering like free, or not free, I guess Rosetta Stone for the like life for like 150 bucks and you got it for the rest of your life. Unlimited classes, unlimited time. Dude, that's a heck of a deal. Stuff. I know. I almost thought about buying it, but I thought. I wish I'd have seen it. I probably would have. See, okay. I'm going to be real honest here though, kid. And, and maybe you could admit to the same thing. You'd buy it and then be like, I'm totally going to use this. Over the pandemic, you'd use it. Then eventually, you just completely forget that it was there. Probably not even over the pandemic. I'm not gonna lie. I'd probably buy it and then have it, and then probably wouldn't even look at it until we planned like our next trip, like where we were going, and then like use some time leading into that to to learn it. That's probably the way that I would use it. I'm not gonna lie to you. I wouldn't just willy nilly be like, I would like to learn French. Let me sit down and do this. No, I'd be <laughs> like, oh, je ne comprends pas français. Oh, that was uh, beautiful. Uh, Omelette du fromage. Oh, my God. Outside of Dexter's laboratory <laughs> teaching me how to say that, the only thing I know how to say is I don't understand French. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, it's that's, you know, I think it makes sense to use it that way because it's, it's uh, unless you really just want to know how to speak another language, but unless you're going to get any sort of practice, the hard part is in Central Florida here, um, it'd be very practical to learn spanish because it, it's a you know partial spanish speaking basically from about like i'd say orlando down you know it's it's virtually a second language um so learning it here is practical because you could practice a lot uh to whereas learning something like french or um you know latin <laughs> i'll say latin unless you're becoming a doctor there's yes, no reason to learn it there's really not it's dead language but I'll, I'll say though, French. I'll, I'll I'll fight with you on this one. French, I think, can be useful, and you can practice it because there's a very big Haitian community within that's Orlando. True. There's different dialects of it though. That's the part that's, that's like of, of like Creole or French. There's Creole French, um, and there's Cajun French, and there's you know f- proper French. I guess you could say very true. But I feel like, I mean, I'll say. But if so, you learn one, I imagine, you know. You can kind of, yeah. So that's what I was just about to say is I, so I took two years of French and I maybe remember, oof, I remember bonjour, comment allez-vous, comment t'as Um I remember magnifique, uh, très bien. Uh, and that's basically about it. That's it. You do, really, you do a really good job, like putting the emphasis on it. They're like, it could be very passable if you. Thank uh, you. And that's what people tell me. I've actually heard that a couple times where they're like, "Wow, you actually sound like you do speak French quite well." And I'm like, "Nope." Or uh, "Je parle un peu de plus français," uh, which is like, "I only speak. I speak French so-so, or like okay, is what it really is saying." But that's really about the extent of what I remember. Or "Je m'appelle," which is like, "My name is." Um, that's really the extent of what I remember. And that was two whole years of French that I took. Yeah, and you that's don't, it. But you don't sound say, very American when you say it. You sound oh, <laughs> like... Uh, merci. There we go. I was trying to remember yeah, what There you was. go. There you go, sir. <laughs> no, I, I, but I, I'll say, though, I speak with... So whenever I see someone and 
I get comfortable with them, obviously, and they are from Haiti. A lot of times I'll say, like, je parle, je parle français, and, um, or tu parles français, and they'll say, like, oh, oui, je parle français, like, do you speak French? Oh, yes, I speak French, is what they're responding back with. Because um, a lot of times they understand it, because Creole is very, very similar, but it mm. just has different words. It's kind of like Spanish is so completely different. Like, oh, I yeah. learned Spanish in high school. I took it for, actually, throughout my school, I took six years of it. And by the end of it, I could read it. I could write it. I even learned old Spanish. So we had to read Don Quixote. And um, that's like old, old Spanish, like old Castilian Spanish. Mm. And we had to write a report on it and everything else, all in Spanish. So we did that, and it was hard. But the problem is, is I ended up not using it for years, absolutely years. And so I started losing it. Um, But it's exactly what you said. If you're not practicing it... It's really hard to keep up with it all the time. Um, but the type of Spanish that I learned is so, like, formal Spanish. So Castilian, which is, like, Spain Spanish, is what they teach inside of schools. And right. let's be completely honest. The people who live in Orlando are not Spain Spanish. It's no. Puerto Rico, Colombia, uh, Venezuela, mm-hmm. Argentina, that kind of stuff. That's all here. And you don't... and then. But, like, I always use this as a perfect example, is I learned the word for Spanish, I mean, excuse me, the word, learned the word sandwich in Spanish was imparidado. That's that's the word that I learned for sandwich. Versus when, I remember I told my wife when she was like, do you want to, um, do you want a sandwich? I was like, oh, imparidado. And she was like, what the heck is that? <laughs> and I think imparidado in their language, in like their version of Spanish was something completely different. And um, I was, she was like, what are you saying? And I was like, sandwich? She goes, that would just be un sandwich. Like, simple <laughs> as that. And, and I was like, that just shows, perfect example of there's so many different dialects Span- of, Spanglish. of Spanish. Yeah. It's you true. Know? Yeah, it's a, I, I'll give you a perfect example. I, I work with uh, another fellow. He's on a different team. But um, he's Cuban, and his wife is Puerto Rican. And he was telling me the very first time he met um, her family, uh, to him, the word, uh, bicho meant bug. Like, you know, it's a bug. So he was, you know, he's with their families, you know, he saw a bug. So he said, ah, oh, it's a bicho. Well, uh, to them, that is not the case. It, 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 <laughs> it, it, it meant dick. <laughs> oh! <laughs> so they were laughing really hard because they were like, did he just call this, this bug a dick? You know, like they had no clue because to them, it's like two different things. It yeah. just... It got me going. Uh, it, it got me giggling there pretty good. But um, yeah, I mean, it's and, and you were talking about it. Made me think about this too. You were talking about how uh, you know you you knew it pretty well. You went through and learned uh, quite a bit of it in school, and then you know you don't use it for years and you forget. You know, Patty, my wife. For those who haven't caught on to that yet either, um, <laughs> <laughs> after forty after forty forty seven episodes. <laughs> Um, said, uh, when she was younger, uh, and her dad was in the air force, Dennis, uh, they were stationed in Germany. And I think I want to say she was around five years old. If I'm wrong, I'll let her correct me. Um, and she learned to speak fluent German and, uh, knew it extremely well that her parents used her to communicate with the landlord. Um, and, uh, (laughs) I guess it wasn't uncommon then, and probably not so much even now, because it, it wasn't like it is today where you have to worry a little bit more that, like, she just run out into the city on her own and do whatever and come back at the end of the day, and it was fine. And so she 
learn to speak uh, good German and doesn't remember practically any of it anymore. Uh, because once they left and moved away, it's like, well, you don't, you know, really use it anymore. But I thought it was very unique, but it's, it's maybe some, uh, you know, $150 Rosetta Stone will bring that back. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I mean, I'll say like, whenever I'm around my, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, like her, her side of the family, it becomes easier when they're speaking Spanish. Like I understand it pretty freaking well. I'll say that. I understand it. My problem is, is talking back is I'll understand them and I'll usually respond back in English and then they'll talk back to me in Spanish or something along those lines. But I'll also say they're, I don't want to use this term, but I guess they're very good at if someone around is English, you know, like they only know English, they're going to talk English just because they know I don't want to exclude you out of the conversation and make you feel like, all right, well, I guess I'll just chill here while everybody talks, you know, Right. but they, I, I can understand it pretty freaking well. And um, when I'm around them, it my ear starts tuning to it all over again. It starts tuning to it. Um, I start speaking better of it and that kind of stuff. But my wife told me if we ever go back to uh, where her family's from, which is Guatemala, uh, in Central America, right below Mexico, she was saying if we ever go, she was like, you do two weeks there, you'll know it like the back of your hand. Like it'll come right back I to you. I believe it. Because you'll be surrounded by it. You have no yeah. choice but to use it, you know? Well, y'all have to take a trip, man, when things get a little less, uh, you know, Stupid. <laughs> Just for lack of a better way to put it. <laughs> a little less stupid. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, Anybody? listen, I just keep saying if we're all going to die, we're all going to die one day. So <laughs> if that's how the, uh, the good Lord wants me to go down, I'm going down, I guess. Oh, he's going down there, buddy. <laughs> that's just fine. <laughs> just fine there. But, um, yeah, man, that's, that's, that's cool stuff. So I got to ask you. Mm-hmm. I figured I, I'd bring this up now. It felt like the perfect opportunity Uh-oh, to let's hear it. deviate is um, for America, or, or yeah, it is American Thanksgiving coming up here this week. Um, as this is airing on Monday, Thanksgiving is on Thursday. Uh, what is your favorite Thanksgiving side dish? Oof. All right. I can answer this pretty quickly. I'm going to be completely honest. Get it. Um, but... If I had to put thought into it, I'd have to put hot thought into it, but 100% jumping in at green bean casserole. Greatest, yeah, I mean, greatest side dish ever. Classic. Paula Deen's green bean casserole, that <sighs> recipe is, yeah. Listen, it's yeah. so bad for you. It's, like, incredibly bad for you because, listen, all it is is, let's be honest, it's just butter, <laughs> it's butter a crap ton of butter, and yep. then it's... Green beans, and then cream of mushroom soup, and then some onion straws on top. Like that's, Throw a little that's, bacon in there if you feel like it, you right. know? Right, if you feel I like mean, you might as, it up. You might as well at that point. I mean, why not? <laughs> as you're gorging yourself anyhow, what's it matter? Yeah, it is really good, though. I love green bean casserole. I think it's amazing, even though it literally has like six ingredients included to it. I absolutely love it. My mom makes a mean green bean casserole. and. My mouth is watering right now. I can taste it. Mm. It's so good. I'm so stoked. Kate, what about you? What's your favorite uh, Thanksgiving side dish? Uh, it's tough for me because I, I can go in several different directions. But uh, my dad every year makes a, and we usually make him make it twice um, for Thanksgiving and Christmas. But he makes in, uh, you know, everybody likes their dressing. Um, but And then there's a lot of people out there who are really not going to like my answer, okay, because of the type of dressing it is. But... I I love it. I always look forward to it. Um, is uh, he makes an oyster dressing, 
Um, and Ooh, uh, that made I, my my eyebrows kind of go down. I there told a bit. you, there's a lot of people who are not gonna like my answer, but I'm it's, doing like the Dwayne the Rock Johnson eyebrows over here. That like what? Yeah, kinda it's thing. really good though. It, Is it, it just like salty, like an um, oyster? Not necessarily. I mean, it it tastes like a good you know well seasoned dressing with just like a hint of of like seafood. Okay, it's then not, that doesn't it's sound not bad. it's not overpowering or anything like that. It's 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 quite tasty. I, I enjoy it, and it goes really well. On let me introduce you to. Uh, um, it's not really an idea per se. It's a way of life. It's a it's a uh, trademark. You know, trademark pending, patent pending. Okay, Cade's famous Thanksgiving gangbang, right? That's, oh that's, yeah, that you talked about yeah, last year. Right? I talked about last year, the old Thanksgiving gangbang, right? That's so when you you get a little, get bit, of a little bit of stuffing. Yep. A little bit of mashed potatoes, a little, potatoes, a little bit of cranberry, right? Because I know you love cranberry with ridges. If, listen, if, if it ain't got ridges, it ain't right. And then you do a little bit of stuffing there, dressing, yep. dressing oyster yep. dressing, and, and put that all together. It's all perfect together, in a bite. Take a bite, and you're like, mm, this is what it's like to live life. I would get that, because I guess that would be, in that case, I get it. Because I guess it's a different flavor. I'll say, I don't, I personally do not like stuffing dressing whatever you want to call it yeah, i don't we, like it. i remember you talking about this now that you it's say just that. too dry for me i mean yeah like people always say like you gotta oh, have the right one yeah, exactly i know exactly that's probably what everybody tells you everyone the always right tells one me, max <laughs> yes because they go well you haven't tried my mom's or something along those lines <laughs> or, or like you haven't tried the right one and i'm yeah. always like no it always tastes because it's bread that's all it is it's just a ton of bread it's just it uh, no, it does not do justice for me. But I'd be willing to try that because I feel like that's a different flavor, and it's—I feel like it wouldn't be as dry because of the oyster. I'll bring you some. Oh, thanks, baby. I'll bring. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll bring. I'll bring you some. I'll bring you some. Yeah, it's it's, dude, man, it's good. I just, I just can't help it. I'm uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. I know we're you know obviously this year's a little different, and this year I ought, you should give everybody. Um. Just a whole nother reason to be thankful, you know. Like that's right. We're, we're still here. Um, we're still, you know, doing our thing, and uh, we hope to be here for uh, a lot longer. And uh, and things hopefully progress in the right direction. And within the next, I'm not. I'm going to be optimistic and say next year or two. Okay. People are like, well, next couple months we can get back to normal. It's like, mm, yeah, that's how things work, man. <laughs> <laughs> things just uh, don't magically get as, back together as, again. Especially in America where we're just like, you know what? Screw it, man. <laughs> Everything's open. Just do what you do. Except for the movie theaters because you know what, man? That's They're getting they're getting screwed because they screwed us for so long with their Listen, ridiculous prices. You want to charge me for $16 worth of nachos? You're welcome. Yeah, absolutely. My grandpa used to say it's the screwing you get for the screwing you got. So take that. <laughs> yeah. Take that. Listen, play stupid games, win stupid prizes, movie theater business. How's it feel? That's right. Just send That's, it straight to streaming. I mean, come on. Listen, that listen, that is my favorite saying. That's one of my favorite sayings. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yep. Absolutely one of my favorites. And congratulations, you have officially won a stupid prize. I tend to agree with that. Charge me. But Cade, we do have to bring up, though, our 2020 holiday drive. We have yes, to throw sir. it in here, middle yes, of the episode, because I know there's a lot of people who are thankful this year, and um, we would like to remind you guys who are listening uh, about our 2020 holiday drive, supporting Building Pathways Foundation. Um, 
We ask if you are willing to donate any amount, whether it's $1, $10, $100, $1,000. Cade's going to say he's going to put throw in a million dollars because he's a millionaire. <laughs> it's going to say. What can I say? <laughs> no, but really, though, if you are able to, we'd ask that you donate to this amazing cause. Building Pathways Foundation is a 5013C nonprofit organization uh, supporting those uh, with unique abilities, whether it's uh, Down syndrome, autism, any um, abilities such as that. And um, what they do is teach them job and social and life skills um, and, and really get them the ability to be able to come in, become independent, uh, help them find jobs. And uh, they actually had, I think Patty talked about it in a past episode, who's the founder and CEO of them, um, who stated uh, they actually got their first student, their first job recently, which I think is fantastic. Um, but definitely, if you have the means, uh, please consider donating or go on to our Facebook page at Rag2 Podcast. And uh, it's pinned at the very top of the page. If you are able to donate, please do. And if you're not, uh, please consider sharing it with everyone else so that um, we can kind of get the message out there to those who uh, would be willing to donate or if not, continue sharing it onward. Um, but yeah, if you wouldn't mind just taking a look and helping support such an amazing organization. I think we're at $130 still, but we still think that's amazing. I mean, I any amount helps a wonderful organization like that. So Absolutely. Th- appreciate it. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself, sir. Any amount <sighs> helps. Any amount helps. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Any amount helps. Well, Cade, I had to look up some interesting things recently, by the way, which I was looking up funny Thanksgiving stories. And I know I did this last year. But I always think there's always someone having a miserable Thanksgiving while I'm really enjoying it and chowing down. So let's be honest. Let's take the opportunity in time to be able to laugh at people less fortunate than us. Oh, I mean, why not? Why not? (laughs) Cue the music. I came across this on a website, and it's got a bunch of little short quips, uh, quips, I guess, quips, quips, of uh, Thanksgiving stories. And uh, this one I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, it says, I invited my best friend, her significant other, and a guy I was dating over for, uh, for my first time cooking a turkey. We drank six bottles of wine, and when my date's phone rang, I answered it thinking it was funny. I started talking to his buddy, and it turns out we had another person in common. Another guy I was dating. My date was not impressed. We stopped dating, but still the best turkey I've ever eaten, though. Wow. <laughs> you know what? I'm more impressed. Six bottles of wine. I, listen, you got to respect the woman who can hold her liquor, it. right? Yeah, no joke. I got a headache after two there. glasses. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I give her props. Seriously, yeah. that's, uh, I was like, all right. I mean, good for you, I guess. Pretty darn impressive, I think, personally. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty darn impressive, absolutely. Even though I think my wife might be able to give a run for her money, but she I get, get it done. Yeah, she, yeah. She, she she can put some down of the old vino. Listen, she just wants to be like Cade. That's all it is. No, no, Cade. Cade's a you know beer and whiskey guy. I can put that stuff away and still feel <laughs> fine the next day. It's the, uh, it's the I. It, so, fun fact for you, I'm completely segmenting uh, into something different, so I apologize. <laughs> I'll make it fast, though. So, wine, in, especially in America, is, is required to have, like, preservatives in it. And they use, like, sulfites as preservatives 
and that's what gives you a headache. Um, so if you go, I don't know, to Chile or Argentina, good wine comes from there, or uh, you know Italy or France or places like that, they don't put that crap in there. And uh, you know, as you notice, they basically—I mean, especially over in like France—they have wine with breakfast. Um, and uh, good old breakfast wine, man. Come on. <laughs> I wish I could have breakfast whiskey. You can. Something says you can't. You're off tomorrow. It's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You gotta have a good old breakfast whiskey. Wake up, <laughs> take a shot, and go. Tonight's gonna be a good day. <laughs> But yeah, it's yeah. Once again, we find a way to make things weird with sulfites. So, and here we are, America making things weird again. Yep, yep, yep. You got dang right, sir. Got another story here. It says 1974. We were headed to Grandma's house. The 20-pound cooked turkey was in the back seat of whatever jalopy my my father was driving at the time. We turned a corner. The door flew open, and so did the turkey. We still ate it. Oh, well, I hope it was good. I, hope I know, it was I'm kind of like, hey, it's, you know, it'd be okay, right? I hope so. I would you so. tell, well, hold on, if you were in that situation, would you tell the people that it fell out of the back of the car? No. Agreed. Yep. Yeah. No, 100%. I would, I I'd would. be like, oh, yeah, for so, it just, I dropped it when I was pulling it out of the oven. So weird. Uh, anyhow, enjoy the turkey. Enjoy the turkey. It's going to be <laughs> delicioso. Delicioso. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that reminds me of the. Uh, you ever watch Bob's Burgers? Oh, I thought we were going to Door the Explorer, but yeah, no, uh-huh. no, yeah. Did you ever see the episode where uh, Bob kept putting the the turkey in the toilet? I did not. All right, well, I'm not going to ruin it for you, and I'm going to recommend that you watch that. Okay, everyone, make sure to watch the Bob Burgers episode where Bob shoves a turkey in a toilet. Apparently. Yeah, I actually already partially ruined it for you because... Jeez, Cade. You should still watch it, though. You should still watch it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> right, I got awesome. one more that I found a little humorous because I feel like this made me think of uh, a certain Christmas movie. But it oh. says, My mom's short-haired black lab stole the turkey uh, from the kitchen counter and my mom caught her. Had a tug-of-war between the dog and her. Dog won. We ordered Chinese food instead. <laughs> And I think everyone's been through that before, where there's been some catastrophe, you know, in some, like, important dinner, and then you ended up having to do something like that. And, um, yeah. I'd be I feel surprised, like I'd be surprised if, um, well, I guess it depends on the age, because some people are, are young enough to where maybe they haven't experienced that, but at the age of 28, I can tell you I have had that happen before. I gotta ask then. You you've now alluded to a story we all want to know. It's nothing crazy. It's more or less like one. Of, well, actually, something very re- extremely recent, extremely recent happened, where um, I love to. So I do slow cooker Sunday every Sunday. It's my it's my thing. I enjoy it. Well, I always find a slow cooker recipe, and I get most of my recipes from. Uh, you may laugh at this as well, but really good resource, uh, Pinterest. So Pinterest. I literally only signed up for it because my mom would send me recipes all the time. And uh, and so I got on there and started looking around. So I get a lot of recipes from there. And I found one that sounded really good. I forgot. Oh, no. I It was like a Mexican, um, like a burrito bowl. Like okay. uh, in the slow cooker. And uh, the rice was supposed to cook in like with everything else. and Which is not unusual when I do jambalaya. I don't do it in the slow cooker. I do it in the pot. 
Um, to me, it's always better when you cook the rice in because then it soaks up all the juices. You know, it's Correct. Delicious. 100%. I would agree. Yeah, it's fantastic. And so this particular recipe called for in the slow cooker for the rice to be cooked in. And I, my first thought was like, damn, is it really going to get hot enough for it to be able to do that? I don't know. But this is what it says to do. So, I mean, you know. So, uh, more, more or less, it's not a very climactic story. I just want you to know that. The rice did not cook in um, at all and was still hard as a rock. And so I took a couple bites and I, I was like, you know, taste testing, of course. And I was like, damn, it's got really good flavor, but this is not good at all. And I even had it go for extra time, and, and I had my parents over, and I was like, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, they ended up stopping at McDonald's on the way home, and I was like, <laughs> I, I ended up eating something else. I felt so bad. I was like, oh, I just screwed up dinner, you know? I take such pride in the stuff that I cook, because I like to cook, and it just did not come out good at all. Dang, so just the rice didn't cook? Didn't at cook. All? No, it just didn't cook. It, I, I just, I don't think it just got, I don't think it got hot enough. Like I was huh. worried about it getting warm enough because most of the time when you cook rice, it's got to get to boiling temperature at some point in order for the rice to start to cook. And it right. didn't, did not, did not do that. Dang, that absolutely sucks. Actually, yeah. So was, have you retried the bummed. recipe with like boiling the rice and like cooking it pre and then throwing it in the slow cooker? No, I didn't have the audacity. To oh, do okay. It. So at this point, you were bitten and scorned. I deleted it from my save recipe. Oh, you were just, scorned that much, yep, Cade. Yep. Gosh. Yeah, I was sad. I was I was legitimately sad. I was like, wow, I can't believe. I went through all that effort, <laughs> you know, I was, like, I was so excited about it too, man. Like it doesn't happen to me very often when I cook, but when it does, I get very sad. Okay. I mean, I would too. Like you said, you take pride in what you do, right? Yeah. And, and that would absolutely suck, especially when you have your parents over and everything else. Yep. I mean, I'm trying to think, we've, we've had that situation before. I think my mom was coming over to have dinner with us and I don't remember, it, was, it wasn't like some big celebration or something, but we were supposed to have people over and then... Something happened, like the food burnt, or I don't remember what it was, or like something happened, and so we ended up having to go out, and I think we ordered pizza was our only choice, and we just ate pizza instead, because we were like, well, I guess this is what we can do in such a short amount of time, I guess. Yeah, it, it's true. I mean, sometimes that's just the way that it works out. That's just how the cookie crumbles. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Is it, where, where's that from? Is that um Bruce Almighty? Yes, yes, absolutely. He used to say that on his reports. But it was Walter Cronkite did it, who did said... Did it with the comb. Yes, yeah. That's the way the, the cookie crumbles. crumbles. Yep. He was old Because he was uh, following what Ron, Walter Cronkite used to say. I think it was on NBC, I think. But he would say, and that's the way it was. <laughs> good night, everyone. Do you remember Tom Brokaw? Did you ever watch Tom Brokaw back in the day? I, I don't think I did, no. Oh, I used to watch him. I think he was like... NBC Nightly News and uh, Tom Brokaw. I don't remember. I don't remember how to do it. I can't do his voice. I'm probably butchering it. <laughs> but I got close, I think. Yeah, I mean, it was in the. It was definitely in the ballpark. <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, 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 sure, Max. Uh huh. Yep, totally, yeah, totally. Sure, there. that's fine. Nailed it, fine. bud. Everything's fine. Yeah. Here's your gold star. Good, Good job, job, pal. <laughs> you're a star, and it has the star with the smiley face you're on it, or whatever. Star, I'm dead. <laughs> Well, Cade, you're about ready to wrap this puppy up, my sir. Yeah, I, I, I do believe so. Yeah. Well, before we wrap it up, I have to ask, since it is Thanksgiving, what are you thankful for this year? 
I'm thankful for a lot. I think in a year where a lot of things didn't go right, uh, it might be an oversight by a lot of people to not realize the things that were good. Um, and uh, for me, 2020 brought me my son, Denver, uh, whom uh, I've enjoyed watching grow up and get older every day. He's just over five months old now. And uh, I cannot be more thankful in the world for that. I'm thankful for my family who's, uh, you know, still here. I'm thankful for my lovely wife, Patty, and, uh, you know, my in-laws and, and my parents and my sisters and nieces. And, and uh, you know, that's the main component. I'm thankful to still have a job. You know, that, that was very iffy for a lot of people for a while and still technically is. And, uh, you know, like I said, in a, in a year full of a lot of negatives, man, there's a lot of really good positives too. So what about yourself? I would say I'm thankful. It's exactly what you said. I'm very thankful for my family this year, especially since I feel like we relied so much on our families this year, you know, whether it was to keep us sane or to keep us busy or to uh, just kind of be there for us. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm thankful for my wife and the many things she does for us and, and my family, you know, and, and by my family, I don't just mean me. Uh, she does a lot for my family and I'm, I don't know. I feel like that's 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 what's most important this year, you know. And I'm really thankful for my friends and the support system I have through them. I mean, uh, and I'm thankful for, and this is, I mean this genuinely. I'm thankful for for the people who listen to the podcast. I, I we love doing this. This is fun, and and I know we've said it in past ones, but it's fun to sit down with a good friend of mine and just talk. And I can't believe that people want to sit down and listen to us. So I'm thankful for everything that we have here, and. Uh, and yeah, but Cade, you wanna you wanna you have a quote to finish us off, sir? Yeah, just a just a little one. I don't know if it'll surpass anything that we just said, but you know, <laughs> uh, from the uh, from the great uh, Tom Landry, uh, setting a goal is not the main thing. It is deciding how you will go about achieving it and staying with the plan. That's a good one. That's a good one. Goals are important. That's very yes, sure. Indeed. Yes, indeed. It's very true. Well, thank you everyone for listening to a wonderful edition, Thanksgiving edition. Gobble gobble of uh of ragchu here uh don't forget to check out once upon a uh, and use promo code ragchu at checkout to save 10 percent as well as support the podcast on uh any cool new apparel and different accessories and then uh, as well don't forget to check out our 2020 holiday drive supporting building pathways foundation check out our social media at ragchu podcast uh pinned at the top of the page to donate or to share that and um, I think that we have about all eight. Oh, I forgot. Someone has to wish us happy Thanksgiving. Mr. Howard Dean, you know what to do. Yeah!